0: To go to your website unless you network, and the only way you can network is if you know who your ideal client is, and you'll already do that. You have to
1: have your message first. Like, Welcome back to Abundant Culture Podcast,
2: where we dissect the mindsets and tactics of the true beasts of business
1: people like Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, and Warren Buffett,
2: all to create a blueprint to experience life more abundantly. Hey, everybody, Joe here. Welcome back to the Abundant Culture Podcast. We're so glad to have you back again today because we're talking about a subject that is controversial for some people. I know half of the viewers are probably going to love this subject because they're diehard fans. But some people are absolutely going to hate this topic because they think they're scams or pyramid schemes or whatever the case may be. And you probably already know what we're talking about by the term pyramid scheme and yes we are talking about multi-level marketing MLMs. Now, my personal belief is that they're not pyramid schemes, but my personal belief is also that they're not necessarily meant for everybody. And today's guest is actually going to talk about who are MLMs for and who they are not for. We're going to talk about the pros and cons of MLMs and we're going to talk about when you are actually ready if you're in an MLM to transition from that MLM to your own company so get ready to listen and learn from our good friend Mel McSherry
1: so hi Mel and thank you again for coming on to the Abundant Culture podcast we are super excited to have you um you have so much energy so it was so much fun talking to you last time um not on the podcast but For this episode of the podcast, we're really excited to talk about like the MLMs and um, Mm -hmm. just everything that goes into it because uh, you had a lot of experience with it. A lot of people start with MLMs, but before Mm -hmm. we go into that, give us your story. How did you get into business?
0: Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm absolutely excited to be here. Uh, So my journey in business has been a progressive one, which I think for most of us, that's Typically, how it goes. But I've been a business owner for uh, almost 10 years, it'll be 10 years in January. And my first business was actually in the fitness industry. I was a certified personal trainer and I did in home uh, trainings, outdoor boot camps, bridal boot camps, whole nine yards, and really loved it. Loved having the freedom of training who I wanted to train and charging what I wanted to charge and kind of working my own hours. And then when my son was born in 2011, it it just got really difficult. I was married at the time, and his dad works for Major League Baseball, so he's gone two months straight for spring training, works every single home game, has gone every other away trip, and our son was born in August, which is like middle of the season. So I was pretty much a single mom from day one and and had to figure this out of how to combine my business with being a mom, if I even could. Mm -hmm. And I actually ended up taking a step to the side because I don't believe in steps back. And I partnered up with my father's company virtually and did online medical billing. (laughs) (laughs) So fun. Um, But it was definitely a a time that I needed. And it was a great reminder now looking ahead of sometimes you just have to make choices that are just good for you in the moment. Mm -hmm. Just so you can kind of like reground yourself. Right, like some of us have taken that job. We're like, it's not the job I want, but it'll give me the freedom to do X so then I can do YZ. Yeah. And that's what it was for me. I hated every moment of it. However, it gave me the time to really figure out what did I want to create with now the time that I have with having a son and not having a ton of support. So that's when actually I got approached by the network marketing company called Beachbody. Um, I got approached by this woman on Twitter. And she was talking to me about the online health and coaching and, um, opportunity, and it fit perfectly. It fit in the time that I had, the passion that I had. Um, I did some major research because I really wanted to make sure that this was an actual company because we all hear that, that, oh, it's a pyramid. Yeah. Um, I've also been burned before because I was an idiot, to be fair. <laughs> uh, so I just want to really make sure that since this is something I'm extremely passionate about. I was aligning myself with a company that had the same values, morals, insights that I did when it comes to a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. And I loved everything about it. I still to this day. Um, and so I signed up in 2013. And with the, just the idea of, I'm just going to be that I'm just gonna be a coach. Like, I'm not gonna build a team. I don't really care about the residual. I can make enough money that I wanted to make by just selling packages and, and gaining customers. Mm-hmm. Because, to be fair, I was scared to death to be a leader. I didn't think I had any knowledge whatsoever on how to build a business or tell anybody how to build theirs, which is funny because that's what I do now. Um, but it was just something that I, I never really attached to myself to. Until I started going to the team meetings and they started giving me the resources to build my business. And I was seeing a lot of these business basics were being just glazed over. And the reason why I saw this, even though I never went to business school, I never went to college. Let's just talk about that. I never went to college. (laughs) Um, I grew up in a very entrepreneurial household. My father now owns a very successful company, one that he started when he was 40 years old. However, as I was growing up, he had very several very unsuccessful ones. Uh, I had two grandfathers who both owned their own businesses, and I also had two uncles. So business was talked about a lot in my household, just as general conversation. And I realized that I had learned a lot when it comes to how to start a business, including those business basics of what do you want to create? How do you create a schedule? What is your story, your ideal client? Who do you want to work with? Um, and these were things that... Network marketing wasn't providing. It was just share your story, copy and paste, you know, facts tell, stories sell, la, 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 la. And it's helpful to a point, that I was noticing that so many women were just overwhelmed because they didn't even know what their story was. Or if they knew their story, they were scared to death to share it because they didn't know how to or who to share it to because not everybody uh, connects to our story. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: And so I started kind of teaching my uplines team of just like things that I would quip in during team calls. And then I started building my own team and I started just predominantly training how I thought they wanted, how they should be trained with these business basics, basics first. So it could fill in the gaps of the other great information that Beachbody was already providing. Yep, And my team exploded. I hit diamond in six months. Wow. And- That got the attention of some higher-ups in Beachbody, so I started doing team calls and trainings with them. That got the attention of some of my other friends who were in other network marketing companies, so I started on the side doing team calls and trainings for them. And it just started creating this momentum with me. And fast forward to 2015, um, I have one foot in what I now realize is coaching, business coaching, and I had the other foot in fitness coaching, and I was in the middle of my divorce. And it was one of those moments where I'm going to pivot, it's going to be now. And though I love fitness and I do appreciate Beachbody, this, this is my new true north, right? And thanks to a lot of the foundations that I built through Beachbody, like personal development and you know team calls, I learned so much through them that my pivot was actually pretty easy. And since then, it's just been an amazing success. And it definitely has to do with a lot of the stuff that I learned with my time at Beachbody. So I left Beachbody full-time, I left Beachbody in 2016, launched this business full-time in 2017. And as I said, it's just been absolutely phenomenal. So now I predominantly work with women business owners who are exhausted and overwhelmed by everything that they think they need to do to be successful. And I show them how to slash their stress so they can prioritize their time, their profit avenues and themselves correctly so they can truly create what they want in the time that they have.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I like yeah. how you mentioned that uh you help people figure out um help people figure out what they actually need to do from what they think they need to do. Mm-hmm. Can you mm-hmm. explain uh expand on that a little bit because I've definitely had times in my business where like I wanted to accomplish something and then I accomplished mm-hmm. it and then I was like this didn't help my business at all. <laughs> it I just made me feel better. I but... still
1: do that to this day. Like <laughs> I'm like yeah, I need to get this podcast cover uh, Mm up and going. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't really need to, I want to.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And that right there is the kicker. Just that simple reframing of, do I need to or do I want to? And if I want to, why? Because it's usually a procrastination to do something that you actually need to do to be profitable.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So
0: the big ones that I always run into is I have to create a website if you don't know who you're talking to and you don't know your story and you don't know your services, why do you need a website? Yeah. Cause that's, it's like putting the cart before the horse yeah, or pretty. I need an LLC or I need, you know, but first, my mom says they do things, but first, but first I have to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the thing is, is that we can take it off of our list, right? We're being productive. Mm-hmm. But my favorite question to flip that is, but are you being profitable? is it yeah. something that's going to start helping you make money now because if it's the choice between building your website for six hours or going to two networking events and then having two phone calls afterwards which one is actually being profitable right away
2: to the networking event yeah yeah because
0: mm-hmm. nobody's going to go to your website unless you network and the only way you can network is if you know who your ideal client is and you'll already do that you have to have your message first like it's it, but it's those things that we think we'll just figure out along the way but we need to have these shingles first before anybody can find us. It's like, well, nobody can find you if they don't know who you are. Absolutely. There's a lot of things that people do that we just do innately, especially how we craft our to-do lists. Like that is like the number one killer of how to profitably use yeah. your time.
2: Yeah. For sure.
0: Because the big thing we do is we combine our personal list with our professional to-do list.
2: Mm-hmm. So it will be like,
0: Contact five clients, book two networking events, walk the dog, do the dishes, go grocery shopping. What are you going to do first?
2: Probably walk the dogs, go grocery shopping. <laughs> right. I'm definitely going. I like to eat. Yeah. I'm going grocery shopping. Yeah. first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's because it's in front of you and it's on your to-do list. You feel productive because you crossed it off. Mm-hmm. But you weren't profitable. You know, you're going to need to go grocery shopping. You're going to get hungry. You know the dog's going to need to get walked. It's going to bark at you. Dishes are going to start to smell. There are other outside factors and triggers that are going to keep you accountable to those things. Nobody, unless you're married to a very awesome, powerful person, is going to be like, did you do that today? Did you contact those five clients, unless you have a coach? Or did you go to those two networking events? If it's just you, there's no outside triggers or accountability reminders. Mm -hmm. So by taking those personal things off your list, and if all you have in front of you is, okay, I need to send send those, you know, meet those five clients, go to those two networking events, then that's going to be your main priority. And when you cross those off, how much more excited and powerful and successful are you going to feel moving forward with those little things like, okay, now I can work on the bio on my website because I talk to people who actually want to go to my website, right? Yeah. You can work in things in parallel, but if you have those do or dies in front of you and only those do or dies, those priorities in front of you, then that helps you really laser focus the time that you have towards those. Because that's what's going to make you profitable, not productive.
2: Absolutely. That's
1: that's great. And (laughs) I'm glad
2: you make that distinct uh that distinction too Mm -hmm. because um like I feel like when somebody first starts their business, um, especially if they didn't grow up in a business household like, you know, you did, because I definitely didn't, Mm -hmm. like I, I got the LLC, I made the website, I mm-hmm. created a logo. I I did all of those things. And guess what? Like literally about a year later, I changed all of it because mm-hmm. I didn't even know what my own values were in business. And like, it, it's just so strange to, we looked at our old logo the other day and we <laughs> like, just couldn't help. But laugh because beautiful. it was, it was horrible and it, yeah. it didn't stand for what, um, who we really are. So yeah, um, I'm glad you help people with that from, um, from the early part, because a lot of people don't figure it out till later. Like, mm. I, I mean, and who knows oh, how much time nothing. and money you've
0: invested or that I, you've yeah. missed out on because you didn't go to these opportunities.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely.
0: I went through seven years of quiet stuff because I didn't, I didn't really hone in on who I was. Like, I was still figuring that out my first seven years as being a business owner. And it wasn't these last three where I was just like honed in like crazy. That's when things just have like exploded. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. So yeah,
0: anytime that I can bypass people for the first seven years of muck and get them through to that successful part, like
1: ASAP, I'm totally down for. Absolutely. And, um, so like this conversation so far reminds me, um, when a lot of times when people join like companies, um, they sometimes are MLMs, sometimes they're not structured technically as MLMs, but they kind of are, yeah. um, mm-hmm. like yeah. we were a part of a company and they told us like, start up your S Corp right away. Well, why am I setting up an S Corp if I should have set up an LLC? Um, mm-hmm. they told us to get the logo, the business cards, and we don't know anything yet. Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes like, you feel like, I think what
0: they found is that when people have those things in their hands, mm-hmm. then they get excited mm-hmm. because having that is tangible, seeing that as tangible, like, Oh, I have a business card or, Oh, I have a title. Like I have a website, right. right. That doesn't, that, that makes you feel profitable. And it kind of eases you into the fact of like, oh, now you have to talk to people and like yep. actually sell something, Absolutely. right? So I think the reason why they do that is because it gets you started off on an excited note, not an overwhelmed note, but what they aren't doing is really giving you those steps to start creating a sustainable base as soon as possible. And there's, they're, yeah, so they're, they're hooking you in so they don't lose you. <laughs> yeah the for sure. first like month yeah. because then after that you're like, Oh wait, i so I have business cards and website, but
1: clients just don't magically show up. why? why does that happen Never right wasted <laughs> a ton of money on it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so,
2: and we already started kind of talking about it a little bit, but our that kind of leads to our next question, which is some what are some of the other pros and cons of actually being part of m l m because some of our uh, listeners. May uh, have been part of one or maybe thinking about joining one. And we just want to give them like the whole truth and not just, you know, half of it. So, yeah. Oh, cons. you
0: don't want to just talk about, no, you can work four hours in a week and make six figures. It's not right. <laughs> I um, <wish>. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> I'll still be doing it um, if I could. <laughs> right.
0: So, pros and cons. So, I, I do really love that they give you the feeling of owning your own business without being completely alone. I'm being a solopreneur, being an entrepreneur, which you two know can be very isolating because you're just doing this on your own. Luckily, you guys have each other. Um, you yeah, have an eight-year-old, luckily. so sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, and a fish.
2: But <laughs>
0: to have that community, I think that actually what, what instantly draws people in is you have your tribe. Mm-hmm. And you have a group, especially of women. You have a group of women, because I think they said, I think the newest fact is like, 32 or 38% of all millionaires or women actually are millionaires in network marketing. Like they have the top, they have the highest rated millionaire women in any business category. It's insane. I didn't know that. Um, So there's something true to it, right? I will say that it is not a pyramid scheme for the love of God. It is not a
1: pyramid scheme. Thank you.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. Um, it is a great place for you to learn what it's like to grow a business with a community around you. And if you are somebody that works well in that environment, um, as long as you have a leader that is honest with you and is upfront with you and is helpful, you will go far if this is something that really connects with you. And that's the one thing that I appreciated. Again, what I got out of network marketing was how to be a leader, how not to be a leader. Um, The personal development, for sure, I mean, that was game-changing for me. I never knew what personal development was. I thought it was this, like, woo hoo high-five strangers, hug yourself kind of thing. And it wasn't until I heard Darren Hardy speak at my first Beachbody conference that I was just like, oh, oh, this is personal development. And I've been a fan ever since. I read a personal development book every single morning. It's been that way for the last, I don't even know what year it is, six years. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what yours. Um, so the pros are definitely you learn what it's like to run a business mm-hmm. you learn what it what it's like to be a leader and you le- and you have a community and you have that group aspect of it where you can bounce questions off of each other and get inspiration from each other and you're never really in this alone. Um, the funny thing is that the cons are almost the same as the
1: pros mm-hmm. to mm-hmm.
0: where One of the cons that I felt for me, and this is, this is completely off of my experience and who I am and my personality, is the tribe aspect can get very lemming. And by that, I mean, it is a whole bunch of just let's copy and paste the exact same ad or the exact same story. Just share your selfie instead of Jessica's selfie and it'll be fine. (laughs) And We compare ourselves so much with each other because we have all of these other women and some men in the room who might be doing better than us. And it's in front of us all the time because every Thursday is Success Thursday and we see everybody who ranks up and everybody who hits Success Club. And yes, it's motivational to some, to others. That's very unmotivating. Mm -hmm. It's actually very distracting. Yeah. Yeah. So knowing your motivators, knowing what you want, what you want, that's the other thing. Knowing what you want out of this business, because it's easy to get caught up in, oh, well, you have to rank up so I can rank up. Mm -hmm. And so you start crafting your business after somebody else's goals, wants, and needs, not yours. Yeah. So it's totally okay to come into it with your own game plan (laughs) and not be a team player. Right. That is fine. You owe them nothing. I mean, you can get the resources anywhere. So I think that turns into people get um, emotionally connected and it makes them harder for them to leave when it's not really working for them or they start turning themselves into somebody they really aren't because they think that's who they need to be to help the other person. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: So there's a lot of pitfalls in that. If you aren't really clear on who you are and what you want and how you want to build that business, because that, that was the original plan of network marketing is we're just going to give you the info, then you do your thing. And if you want to build a team, this is what you can get as residual. Right. Mm-hmm. But now it's turned into like competition after competition, after competition, after competition. And if you're super competitive score, if you're not, <laughs> then it's just like, Oh, I have to do something else for somebody else. that, that doesn't, you know, it's not really about me. It's about you. So that's, that's the positive and negative that is that if you are looking at an MLM, these are the questions I would ask myself. One, do you, even, do you even know the company and the product? Is it something that you use that you do like to talk about that has helped you in some which way or form? Mm-hmm. And if you're not sure, be a customer first, and then you can switch to be a coach or distributor or whatever that yeah. company calls it. You can always switch. Yeah. Um, once you've decided understand for yourself what well, how do I want this to fit what do I really want to create with this is this just a 200buck a month extra income or is this something I want to leave my job for and if so then making sure that you're aligning yourself with a person who can get you there and just focus on that mentorship and use it like obviously like enjoy your sisterhoods your tribes whatever you want to call them your cliques your groups I don't know Mm -hmm. use that, but always use it to how you want to use it. And it's okay to say no to things if it's not aligned with how you want to build your business. You're not being a, well, can I curse?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Say whatever.
0: You're you're not being a bitch. (laughs) This is your business. And you went into it to own your own business. And you you don't have to be a team player if you don't want to be. Um, So just really understand what you want to create with this. And just, and learn accordingly and try and don't get caught up in this lemming group mob mentality if it's not serving you.
2: Absolutely. And I totally agree with that because uh, that's part of the reason why I left that whole industry is because, um, like not only was I kind of losing my identity a little bit, well, actually I wasn't losing it because I didn't even know who I was. Yeah but um, mm-hmm. we
1: saw that in our friend um, yeah. Nick
2: <laughs> yeah and, but what I found is that it was like really nobody had personality in it it was it was it was straight or everybody had the same personality yeah. and you know we get contacted by MLMs all the time and I have nothing against them yeah. but you, I, can,
0: I, you can identify those messages from a mile away. hey girl no, no, hey girl messages.
2: Yeah, I really can. I can I, and I can even tell you which company is coming from by the way they word it. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. Like they're, they're all using the same script.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, and which,
0: you know what? To be fair, that is good for people who are learning their sales language. And I always tell people that the resources that you get from network marketing are guidelines. They're yeah. to help you create how you talk. And it's just giving you prompts. Yeah. And, but they don't teach it to you like that. Mm -hmm. and even just flipping that was massive for my team but just like I'm giving you these prompts these are just to inspire you but what is it with your story where you can take this prompt and make it yours and how you talk and where you want this this post to go for you
2: Mm -hmm. absolutely
0: that's the piece that they don't talk about it's just copy and paste copy and paste yeah
2: yeah
1: (laughs) so uh So um, how do you scale in an MLM type company um, if someone does feel like that's like a really good start for them? Because they're not ready to go out on their own, but they mm-hmm. kind of want to get a feel for business. Mm-hmm. So like, how do they actually scale and make like the best of it? Love that question.
0: The first, I mean, there's there's multiple ways you can quote unquote scale. But the first thing you really need to figure out is what is your first goal with this venture. And I'm not talking like what's your first outside goal, but when you say yes to that distributor or that coaching opportunity, or again, whatever, whatever they call you, Mm -hmm. what is it that you want to create with it and pick a number? Like, is it just you want to make your investment back that you had to pay in whatever to join? And if so, how many clients is that, or how many customers is that? And then just start creating your routine with it and and also just, you know, I always say, start with customers first. Again, this is totally a bass backwards of what a lot of people say in network marketing because they're like, push the opportunity, push the opportunity, or just set them up with the opportunities Then get a discount and then you can pattern. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't build businesses that way. So this is just how I built it. And it, was, it, it worked for me. As um, I started with customers first because happy customers who love the products, flipping them over to coaching is simple. Do you get all the points? Mm-hmm. No, but I get the coaches who are going to be with me and work their butt out for me, instead of just trying to, um, not tease, but trying to convince somebody who's not ready yet, because it's only a $30 investment, and I can teach you along the way, and what are you really going to lose? Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to lose a lot of friends, because you're going to be outreaching under these, hey girl messages, right, Before even knowing what you're even doing, yeah, right, so take your time with it, and know what path you want to take. If you're, if you've been a customer, even if you haven't, but you just know that this is, this is your jam. This is something you want to do. And if you're, you know, find somebody within the business that is like two steps ahead of you and have them be your mentor. The cool thing about network marketing is that there's free mentors a go, go. Nobody charges for coaching because it's part right. of your, it's part of the culture to just help whoever you can help. Appreciate sure. yep. it. So start looking at people in your team and just be like, okay, who is somebody that I see is rocking it that we have this, you know, the same, almost, not almost the same story, but we have the same morals, values, goals, but they're like five steps ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can mentor up and do like monthly accountability calls, or maybe just don't even tell them they're mentoring you, just cyber them and just like,
2: see what you know. they're doing. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then form it to how you speak and who you want to talk to and give it a try. Right. Not step-by-step, step, like every single step along the way, yeah. but if there is something you're like, ooh, that was genius. You're like, yeah, that fits into what I'm talking about right now. Um, so it's definitely a process, but the first thing is you always have to know where you want this to go for you and take it step-by-step. Step. So that first goal is what is it that you, what is the first money marker, a rank, or whatever you feel is, is, is working towards or what you really want to create with this. And then once you hit that, now see what your opportunity. See what you've learned. Who do I like to work with? What did I like? What didn't I like? What worked? What didn't work? Is this still connected to this company? Yes, no. If not, what is this now? What is this now pushing you into or pivoting you into? So, again, and with that, not getting caught up in all of the other like yeah. talk of everybody, what everybody else is doing and what your team wants you to do, so then they can rank up. Like this right. is your. Business, your business, nobody else's. You just all happen to be selling the exact same products. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: for sure. I love it. So what are kind of some of the things that, uh, or some of the trainings that you would recommend to somebody who's in a MLM in order to kind of help them along their entrepreneurial journey Um as a whole, not just in the MLM, but just as a total entrepreneur, business owner, like what type of trainings do you feel like they they really need in order to, to excel at whatever it is they want to do?
0: What I would, what I suggest first is really looking at what areas of your business you want to strengthen first. Um, because there are so many trainings and it is easy for us to do multiple trainings at once and then not put anything into action. Yep,
2: mm-hmm. been so,
0: there. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, awesome. me too. Um, so, what I would do first is look at what is the area you want to strengthen in your business. And for most, I'm going to guess it's time management. Um, it's actually, you know, creating a prioritized checklist. I have I have resources for that, which I can I can definitely share with your listeners. Um, but also, I love the Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. I think that was the first personal development book I read cover to cover. I have not read it like seven times still read it reread it to this day um because it really helps you understand how those little things you do every day make the biggest difference and what's the difference between a sustainable business and a hustle because there's that's two different subjects
2: yeah definitely yeah
0: the other one that i really love um i mean honestly anything by shailene johnson cuz she's amazing um, she has a push is it push yeah. I'm just looking at my, <laughs> my, <laughs> my, my bookshelf back there. I was um, right
2: there. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> It's push by Shailene Johnson. And she really helps you, um, craft a to-do list as well. Like really hone in on what are your goals and writing them down. Basically what I do with my clients one-on-one, I just customize things a little bit differently on how I speak and what's worked for me. Um, mm-hmm. So those two, I always say, are the first ones I used to give my team members because it just gave them that first that, okay, little things, and then push would help you break down those little things and actually write down a plan of action and a daily to-do list. Um, so those two are my favorite. Then if you want to move on to you know Instagram, Shailene Johnson has a thing for that. Actually, her son, Brock Johnson, does it. Um, I mean, there's, there's a ton, a ton, a ton of countries, And of course, I'm sure there's some even in, within your downline or within your company, like what other top coaches or distributors are doing. Definitely go to those. Ask your questions. Take notes. Again, if it's somebody that you're, that you're drawn to and you like the way they run their business, then that's an opportunity for you to learn from them and then take what you've learned and then convert it and customize it into who you are and the business that you want to build.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so huge that you actually said that because like, when I was part of this one, um, they said it wasn't an MLM, but it was kind of structured like MLM. So a lot of people called it that. Mm -hmm. But, um, I remember we used to have trainings with this guy who actually recruited me, but the guy who actually recruited me, I like, I didn't have really too much in common with him. I didn't really resonate with him a lot. Mm -hmm. And like, I didn't, really want to like run my business the same way he did Mm -hmm. and I I remember there used to be this little classroom in this building we used to train at and like it had a glass window and I would always see this other team of people like training in there and I used to like basically have my face pressed up against the (laughs) glass.
0: Like, like trying to figure
2: out what they were like because they were you always glass like, up to
0: it. Like, what are you doing?
2: Yeah. <laughs> because they were always, you know, running numbers on like real estate deals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just really interested in like how they trained. And they also trained for longer, which I, I like because I'm I'm really one of those people that like, you know, um exactly. yeah, I, I like to mm-hmm. dive deep into things, especially when I'm new at it. Mm-hmm. And I literally left my trainings to go to the <laughs> other trainings. And a lot of people were pissed about that. Not only the guy who recruited me, but the people on like his team were telling me, hey, we need you in here to do something. And I was like, like, you don't need me to to
1: get us, like, hey, come back to the training.
2: Yeah. I was like, no, no, I can't, I can't do this training anymore. Yeah. The training that I was in was so much better and it was feeding me so much more. And it was, it's actually what gave me the expertise to, to then leave that company and really yeah. go start my own thing. So yeah. I think, uh, you're, you know, spot on when you say like, you know, if you don't resonate with somebody who brought you in, go somewhere else. It is your company. Can, yes. Like yep. you're grown and like, if you're in an MLM, <laughs> you're probably grown. Can't nobody tell right. you what to do. Like just.
0: Well, they can, but you're the one who actually can say yes or no to it. Right.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So and
0: that's, and, and that's the gorgeous thing is that, yeah, again, I think sometimes teams get on their own island and they feel like they're betraying. Like, I do remember some total high school drama about how people wanted to switch coaches because they were learning better from this coach and then they were pissed that what they were doing was actually financially helping the other one. And at the end of the day, I'm like, you're, you're making money. Like, yeah. that's the one thing that I, 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 I have a, a love, not love relationship with, because hate's a very strong word. Yeah. I don't love that your success feeds into somebody else's pocket. Mm -hmm. If they were never the person to train you and begin with, that doesn't make any sense.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, It's a great incentive for some, but I don't get that. And that part didn't really resonate with me. I loved my upline. She was awesome. Um, But there were times where she would disappear and I would work with her her upline, who is phenomenal, she's a millionaire in Beachbody, and I, you know, I learned a lot of great stuff from her. And so it was kind of like, a, well, why is she earning off of me when she's not helping me? This person is, and if I'm gonna yeah. pay for a coach, mm-hmm. so that's what you're doing. You're paying for a coach by paying them part of your yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. I want to have my coach. Like I want to choose who I spend that on. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's 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 definitely it's not a perfect structure, but you know, people who make it work make it work very well. I've got several friends who are millionaires in several different network marketing companies, and they're killing, and Now they're actually working with different network marketing companies on top of the other ones because they've gotten as far as they can go with that network marketing company, and so they've started with another one. That's really um, cool. So for some people, this is their jam, and they just thrive at it. Which va. For some of us, it's the catalyst into what we want
1: to do and for others, it's just not our jam and we should have never said
2: yes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Um, So that leads into the next question. How do you know when you're, like, so let's say someone signed up for an MLM because they wanted the experience um, and they weren't ready to go on their own yet. How do they kind of know that they're ready to go on their own and leave, like, the MLM world?
0: That's that is not a crystal, there's not a crystal clear answer to that. Mm-hmm. It's It starts off as little science for most, even I'm working with two different women right now. I'm in two different market network marketing companies, and I'm actually helping them with their like exit strategy. But mm-hmm. when they first came to me, it was just to help them build their network marketing companies. And the more that we talked, the more they had the space to actually vocalize what they want to do. And then kind of mm-hmm. saw that, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Well we can do them in parallel, but Mm -hmm. this is, you know, this is what you wanna do and this is what it sounds like you wanna create. So having those inklings of something just isn't right or you know that there's something more, or you get you get annoyed by the limitation of it. Mm. Um, that's kind of your first thing. When you start having those inklings, my first recommendation is find somebody who you can info dump on. Not within network marketing, because they're they're I'm not going to yep. tell all you, yep. but <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah. But find either an accountability partner or even just, I mean, there's a ton of Facebook groups. Find a coach or find something that helps you delve into what really that is and gives you that space to explore it. Um, because again, the reason why most people wanted to start with an MLM is because they wanted their own companies, they wanted their own businesses. They, they, mm-hmm. they understood that they can create something amazing on their own. But for most, it's that easy first step because there's a product, there's a structure, there's a process, and you don't have to think about anything except your story and who you're reaching out to and what you want to create with it.
2: Absolutely. That
0: relieves a lot of the overwhelm. But what that also does is because that overwhelm has already been alleviated, it leaves that space for you to keep going, huh, well, now that I already know this process, this is what I like about this process, this is what I don't like, so I'm going to keep note of the things I do like. and when you start shifting over into things where you're like, well, I want to, I want to add more to it. So for one of the women that I'm working with, she loves health and fitness, but when we got deeper into her story. She loves health and fitness because it actually helped her create a better relationship with herself with, which actually improved her communication with her family members and her partner. And what she really loves to do is help people really connect themselves so they can have boundaries in their life and open communication and a more holistic life. Yeah. So now we're working on a coaching package for her of Like she just works fully on your real relationship. Her network marketing products could be a bonus if that's something that they want to use as a, you know, as a, as a resource. But really now it's about her and helping them really connect to who they are and having that extra accountability and those extra steps to work more on just health and fitness. Right. Yeah. So there's always aspects of the business of the network marketing company that you are connected to that helped you. But if you really dig deeper in your story, it's much more than that. So for me, fitness was something amazing because I loved that I could hear somebody's goals. I could create a step-by-step plan. All I had to do was keep them accountable and then watch them do it. That's like the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Like you see that yeah. person do that first pull-up or they lose that 15 pounds and they never thought in a million years, but all they had to do was just actually state a plan. I had to just create a plan for them and keep them accountable. Well, when I started seeing that in business, I mean, fitness is phenomenal, but when you see the difference between seeing somebody make, lose 10 pounds and the vision of somebody making their first 10K in a month, like that's whole new level shit right there.
1: Yes, definitely. <laughs>
0: but the theme is the same for me, right? So it's finding those linear themes of what is it really that I love about this business and that I'm creating. And again, if this is the Arundel i I'll score. Good for you. But if there's pieces like, no, I, I just want to do more, take that minute to just kind of info dump it, find a safe space, find, you know, either a training or a Facebook group or a coach or even a friend and just be like, I just want to brain dump this off of you. And even just saying it out loud, that starts circulating things so much faster to where then it's just taking again, those little steps piece by piece to kind of create that
1: next level in parallel with what you're doing.
2: Hmm. Absolutely.
1: Um, I really like how you kind of like gave us an example and walked us through like what you do in your coaching business um, as it relates to people in MLMs, because Mm -hmm. uh, what you just showed us is that like, it's okay for people that are a part of these MLM companies to hire outside help outside of the company that they're with, because it gives them Kind of just like a fresh, like Mm -hmm. perspective on things. Like, I will say this though. I know of a few network marketing
0: companies that don't allow you to do that. Really? Wow. Just
1: saying.
2: That's crazy.
1: Well, maybe They're- not higher than uh, maybe just be friends. <laughs> exactly. Take them out for coffee. Yeah. Right. Do stop so,
0: Stock them on social media and DM them every now and then. Right. But yeah, there there are some because I I offered my services to speak at several conferences with these companies and they don't hire anybody outside of their of their circle. Wow.
2: Wow, that's so like that's so like limiting. A cult like, that's <laughs> <laughs> like this is weird. It makes me feel like I'm in a cult. Like I, like I can't. Yeah.
0: Like,
2: you know, <laughs> she's also awesome. she gets speak. Way. I mean, she, she's <laughs> successful. We're successful. You know, like
0: right. Why isn't this great? Brain- yeah. No, it, it, that shocked me too. And you know what? It, it seems to. There's one company in particular. You know what? It seems to work for that person, and it definitely. Here's what it kind of does. Yes, a cult, totally. But I also think what it does is it weeds out those people who aren't instant leaders, and so that's why they can rank up as quickly as they can, because you're either you either connect with your leader or you don't. And if you don't, well, guess what? That's the only resource you have. So guess you're just not meant for this. Um, so that's my feeling on it. Is it the right feeling? I don't think so. But that's the joys of owning your own business. Is you can. To your own thing and connect to who you want to connect with, and everybody else can find their other way. So, yeah, but yeah, I, I but I do agree though, like definitely finding some sort of an outside resource that you trust that's safe. Um, yeah, is, is a great place to start, no matter what that looks like,
2: absolutely. Yeah
1: uh what's crazy is like i kind of just like reflected back on the time where we were um kind of like going through not really an interview process but kind of like getting to know uh these two guys they were business coaches and we were thinking about working with them mm-hmm. and we sat down at like outback steakhouse or something like that and they're like yeah so you're a part of this company during the time it was like the mlm type company and they're like well why don't you just do your own company like that like why don't you just make your own education company and we're like what we can't do that we're just trying to recruit people for this <laughs> and like now our minds are like so open and like clear that like not that we're um starting like a real estate education company but like we are kind of getting into the educational services so like mm-hmm. we kind of are doing that now because mm-hmm that that was like the seed for us to go off and do our own thing and they were Mm -hmm. outside the the company so it was like a an amazing way to get it yeah for sure yeah
0: definitely and and listening to those those pieces of feedback or those questions of why aren't you doing this on your own and again for some people that that's really scary thought of that i i mean even being a solo business owner before I joined a network marketing company and then going back to solo, you know, sole proprietorship. Fitness, it was still, that's, that's still, um, how can I ignore this? It wasn't 100% mine because there's always somebody else's philosophy or workouts. Yeah. Like it wasn't something that I just kind of like thought of. This came from, cause I worked from a corporate gen and I hated it. And so I wanted to just train my, the people that I wanted to train and the time that I had. Network marketing, you have that safety net of you're hiding behind a product mm-hmm. and you're not selling yourself. You're just selling a product. Yeah. yeah. But when you're working your own business, that is
2: you. That
0: yeah. is 100% you.
2: Can't hide behind yeah. nobody.
0: Right. Yeah, you got nothing. And it is frightening AF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's also one of the most, and again, not knocking network marketing, but it is one of the most. Powerful, amazing feelings to know that you took that step and you create something that was 100% yours. You have full say, like 100% full say Mm -hmm. on how you run it, who you work with, how much you want to make, how much time you want to spend on it. You have full say, and again, that can be overwhelming, but also the most liberating thing ever. But you have to, you have to go through that first of just those of listening to those first. Like, well, why don't we? Huh? I don't know. but then you carry on your merry way with your MLM. And then every now and then you're like, no, really? Why, why, why don't we do this?
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's exactly what kind of happened to yeah.
0: yeah. And then you, all of a sudden you, you find yourself start taking steps a little bit more to the side and then a little bit more to the side and then a little bit more to the side. And what motivated you in network marketing is, is no longer motivating you. And you're, you're distracted and you're, you know, you're torn. You actually feel this like this physical like you're pulling yourself in two different spaces. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was. We we're just like, hey, I'm doing this business coaching apparently. And I'm doing this fitness. But because I was doing both, my fitness business was going nowhere because I was doing all those calls for free because I'm part of the Beach Body family. Mm-hmm. And all of the coaching things I had to do quietly because they were, I was coaching other network marketing people, which was, uh-uh. Yeah. So that was like 25 bucks a person for a four-week course or something. So it was one of those things where, you know, it's scary and it's odd, but you're going to hit a plateau. You're going to hit that ceiling where you're going to have to make a choice of what can you do to break that and take that next step. And if that's fully with MLM or if that's fully in the other direction, because as much as you want to keep your both, that ain't going to happen. Like it's just not going to happen unless you just become somebody that just likes the product and every now and then somebody just happens to purchase it off of you. But that language or that product or that is going to be no longer attached to you whatsoever else. This part is never going to be 100% yours or successful. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's definitely true mm-hmm. for sure. We went through that. Yeah. So um, what is, I guess, kind of starting to wrap it up now you've given, you've given us a ton of information to think about, especially, uh, for people that are in MLMs, I feel like mm-hmm. this is going to be probably the most valuable like a game podcast.
1: For them. Yeah, yeah, for the definitely
2: <laughs> because I don't think anybody ever talked about this. I never heard a podcast on it. Right. But uh, what's the number one takeaway that you will want somebody to kind of you know glean from this podcast episode with you?
0: I I mean I think we've said it like ten times. At the end of the day, this is your business. and you have full say on what you want to build with it on who you want to work with on how you want to reach out to them and the resources that your company gives you are amazing guidelines and prompts but they are not god's law and you have but you need to identify what that is not what your team leader says it should be so they can be successful Mm
2: -hmm. yep so true so true so um you know you're on the abundant culture podcast so we have to ask this question to literally every person that comes onto the podcast to speak. You don't
0: have to, you want to.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you want to, that's a good way to say it. We want to, Um, but here we're all about abundance, uh, Mm -hmm. whether it be in health or, you know, your money or your relationships, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So that question is, um, in your personal life or even in your business life, how do you yourself actually spread abundance?
0: Love this question. Honestly, and this is again going to sound counterproductive, but the best way I give abundance is by understanding my boundaries. Hmm. So I, I'm a, a recovering people pleaser, <laughs> an overextender. Yeah. And I thought abundance was me letting people take over my time, and abundance was me always being available. Hmm. But what I found was true abundance is when you understand. What you want to create with the time that you have, and that way you actually leave yourself open to the right opportunities, and that's abundance. Like saying yes to everything. One of my favorite sayings is, "You have, in order to say yes to the best, you have to start saying no to the good." And by understanding those boundaries, and you can start seeing the yes, the yeses that you want to say, and that that brings the abundance that you actually like, that you can actually pay forward to others in a very. Healthy and open and valuable way. So I would definitely say how I create abundance for others and share it with others is by first understanding my boundaries and 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 my yeses first. So that way I can truly be the person who I want to be and valuable to the people that I work with and that I you know happen to come in contact with every day.
2: Yeah, I I love that. (laughs) Yeah, and I totally agree with that because like you know a lot of people try to give. Uh, from
1: from an empty cup,
2: yeah, from a place of scarcity. Like if you're mm-hmm. like if you're exhausted, like you can't give this next opportunity like you're one hundred percent.
1: He's talking and about me right now. <laughs> well, He's like, I wasn't
2: thinking about you actively at that point, but it, I guess it fits.
1: If a shoe fit. <laughs> yeah, if
2: it's the shoe fit. But um, it, like you, you just can't. And I feel like sometimes um you know, like, um, just managing your time well, or giving yourself a rest is sometimes the most selfless thing you Mm -hmm. can actually do. And a lot of people look at it as you're selfish. Mm -hmm. And every time, um, you know, I, I read the Bible every now and again, not as much as I should, but every now and again, and like in every story, um, there's these periods of time where, you know, God rested or Jesus rested or, you know, whoever. rested one day a week. (laughs) Exactly. Every week. Exactly. And like, if, you know, an omnipotent being needs to do that, like, don't you think you probably need maybe at least two? Like maybe at least double.
0: (laughs) My follow-up question would be like, so you think you're better than God? Like, right. right." Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah, for sure.
0: Let's, Let's trust that. But... To, and, and I totally agree with you. And I think a part of the, the thing that we get caught up in, and I know that was something that I had to really uh, connect to and, and, and identify in myself was that the reason why I kept saying yes to everything, because I thought that's what was proving my value. is I was getting my value from others. Because if they ask me for my help, that means I must be valuable. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't people who were respecting my value. So when I had those boundaries, and I was actually to attack, I, I was able to give myself to somebody who not only already understood my value, but amplified it because it was something mm-hmm. that was, that, that was really truly aligned with who I am and what I want to do, or even just where I want to spend my time. We're not even talking business wise, that's abundance in both spaces and valuable to both people, like truly valuable. So even that follow-up question of like, why am I saying yes to anything? Yes. It's a fear of scarcity for sure. We've all got it but what would you be able to do if you could say yes to three best things and no to five good and how much you know how much more could you create with those three bests like
2: absolutely for sure
0: it's it's insane mentally emotionally and financially you can profit from that
2: mm-hmm. definitely so uh, we know that a lot of people have Uh, are probably going to be listening to this podcast or watching this on YouTube and they think you're awesome, they want to, they may want to, you know, reach out to you because Mm -hmm. maybe they have some questions about fitness, maybe more Mm -hmm. questions about MLMs or, you know, even questions about, you know, coaching them in their, you know, personal businesses, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. How would somebody who's interested in meeting you uh, be able to get in contact with you?
0: Yeah, most definitely. So, well, I just to clarify, I can't answer questions about business or uh, business about fitness, um, but that's not my, my main business anymore. Um, but if you get a question about MLMs, gotcha got you all day. <laughs> just want to clarify that. Sure. Uh, so the best way to get a hold of me is just to go to my website. So that's melissamcsherry.net. Super easy. There is a ton of buttons on that first page to schedule a call with me. Um, there's also a banner that pops up that asks, that helps you identify how you're stealing from yourself and how to stop it. And what that does is it offers you my complimentary prioritized checklist. And what this does is it walks you through to help you understand where your time is going and why. And then it gives you 13 points to kind of check in on to help you making sure that you are staying in line with who you are and what you want and you're using your time effectively. Um, So pretty much everything, all of my social media, uh, my YouTube links are all on there. So everything is on my website and that's melissamccherry.net.
2: Awesome. awesome.
1: Well, thank you again for all of this value You're and so changing knowledge for those people that are either entering or exiting or just wondering Hitting. about MLMs. <laughs> this was awesome. So thank you so much again for coming onto the podcast.
0: You are so welcome. And thank you so much for having me. This was awesome.
2: No problem. <laughs> Anytime. So that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you got as much value out of this as we did. Keep in mind, the only way we can improve is through constructive feedback. So remember to rate and review this episode. Also, you are not the only person that needs to know this super valuable information. So be sure to subscribe and share as well. Stay tuned for the next episode and remember to always spread abundance. Peace.